here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. Our goal is to build connections within our society. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at sgplpodcast at yrl.ab.ca. Welcome everyone to Behind the Stacks. First and foremost, we are a podcast geared for adults to share our world with you. We will cover many topics and of course, showcase our amazing collection at the Spruce Grove Public Library. Hi Simone. Hi Courtney. We're both drinking a little too much coffee today. It's going to be a fun episode for all. (laughs) (laughs) How have you been Courtney? Uh, I've been okay. We're here. It's actually beautiful today. It's like plus what, 17 or 18? And how about yourself? Well, it's been a bit of an odd week, so I've got a couple of things to tell you. We sold my stepdaughter's bike the other day. When the guy came to look at it, I put my mask on quickly and ran out to talk to him. And while I was talking, I felt this tickling on my lip and I just tried to ignore it until we'd finished the sale and he bought the bike. It's all good. Once he was gone, I whipped off the mask and there was a little ant running Ah. around in it. Oh god! <laughs> so I squished it through the mask in the washing machine very quickly. And then Google Translate. Have you ever had any issues? <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship with Google Translate for sure. I was taking Quinn, my dog, to get her hair cut. She looks very cute now, by the way. And she was being really good. She wasn't pulling. She wasn't barking. I decided to send my wife a text by voice. It said, Quinn walked past a small dog and a German shepherd and didn't even bark. And Google read it back to me as, Quinn walked past a free wolf tailing a German shepherd and didn't even bark. And then said, is this correct? And I was like, "Uh, no, Google, a wolf chasing a German shepherd. Well, it's not that exciting. How do they get small dog from wolf? I don't know. A free wolf. A free wolf, yeah. (laughs) A free wolf. I mean, it's nice it was free, but... not even close. (laughs) I deleted and just sent it manually. (laughs) So let's get started because all the world's a stage and all the men and women are merely players and they have their exits and their entrances and one man in his time plays many parts. So let's play our part and get on with the rest of the show with our next segment. Whatcha reading? Or watching or listening or playing. So Simone, what have you been reading, watching, listening, playing? I have been reading, well... I guess it's 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 an audiobook. So I've been reading a book called The Numbing by Flint Maxwell. Like to say I pulled a Courtney with this book. Yay! In that it's the third in the series. <laughs> <laughs> so the series is called Whiteout. It's basically a supernatural Armageddon that turns the whole earth into cold snow ravaged and there's these creatures that live among us now called wraiths and they can feed off your fear they're a bit like boggups in oh yes harry potter yes. but even more scary so i was wanting to try an audiobook on hoopla and it came up with that as a recommendation so i thought okay i'll give it a try and i'm really glad i did because this was a terrific book so like i say basically the world's in a supernatural apocalypse with the wraiths 
that feed off your fears and drive you insane and it follows a group of survivors trying to make their way to the city of light where it says they'll find safety because the wraiths hate light so it's a pretty familiar story you know a group of survivors being chased by scary supernatural things but it was done really well really well rounded characters some really scary parts that had me jumping and a couple of parts that just had me tearing up as I was sitting on the bus. And a confession. This was one of the first audiobooks I've ever listened to. I've always been a bit reluctant as I love the feel of an actual book in my hands. I'm just finding it really difficult to have time to sit down and read a physical book. So audio while on the bus or walking, it's really nice. And I find I'm getting through so many more books now than when I was just being stubborn and thinking I'm just going to read a physical copy. That's fantastic. I'm glad you were able to try that and come back and say, hey, you know what? Like, I'd probably be very stubborn about it, too, actually. Everyone's like, yeah, you should read an audiobook. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want it. And, of course, there's still books that I'll just read the actual book. I'm trying to get my Goodreads book count up. I've got 60 to read this year, and I've read five so far. So I've got some catching up to do. I've also watched something. It was on Netflix, and it's called Run. It's a psychological thriller starring the amazing Sarah Paulson. Have you ever heard of Sarah Paulson? Yes, for once. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Only because I cheated and read further down the script and heard American Horror Story. I'm like, I know that series! Yeah, if you've watched American Horror Story, she stars in pretty much all of the different um, seasons. She's really good at playing strange kooky weird characters and in this film she plays the mother of a teen called chloe who's in a wheelchair and has a whole host of ailments her mother happily takes care of her but one day after she comes back from the pharmacy chloe looks in her mum's bag chloe sometimes gets a chocolate as a treat and what she finds begins to unravel everything she thought was true about their relationship dun, dun, dun. it's just very fast moving lots of twists and turns i really enjoyed it the acting was fantastic it, it was scary, but it was more kind of like had you on the edge of your seat. And just when you think, okay, everything's gotten better, something else happens. I liked the ending. It wasn't what I expected. So that was good. Sometimes, you know, you watch a film and you kind of predict in your mind what's going to happen. But this one, I was just like, whoa, okay, that's different. Definitely recommend watching Run. And how about you? I was just thinking, like, your recommendation's really good. I might consider it. <laughs> I'm like, hey, sorry, guys, I'm going. I'm going to go watch some Netflix and go read some books. Bye. <laughs> it's like really good. Those are excellent. What have I been doing? So, no surprise. Reading, of course. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of playing catch up because, don't you know, after pulling a Courtney and finding the second book of almost every series or third book of every series that I want to read, um, <laughs> I finally was able to read it in sequential order because I read Vicious Spirits by Kat Cho. So we talked about on a previous episode about Wicked Fox. That was the fox. Yes. With the tails. Yes. Yeah. So I finally was like, okay, I can enjoy the second one because I read the first one and it was really good. Of course, it's a YA uh, Korean lore fantasy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it because then that ruins the first one. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, well, Um, it does kind of do a different perspective. So it kind of talks a little bit more about characters that were in the first book, but it kind of gives them more background about their love and life and relationships. And I'm like, okay. But, you know, those kind of books I always get kind of butt hurt. Because I'm like, no, I want to know the main characters. I don't want to know you. <laughs> you that were mentioned. I don't care. But that's just me being a pain. <laughs> um, Smoke in the Sun by Renee Abdia. Japanese YA. So the first one I read was Flame in the Mist. Um, that was book one. So that one I actually did read in the correct order. Yay. Yay. Um, once again, 
It does follow the uh, main characters kind of more along their lives, but I can't dive too much into it because then it reveals the first one. So I highly recommend to read the first one and the second one. That's probably uh, the best way to enjoy the book. So Smoke in the Sun Mm -hmm. is Japanese Mm -hmm. and Vicious Spirits is Korean. Yes, yes. Both good books. Both highly recommend the correct order. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I did it, Simone. I watched it. I watched what everyone else is watching and reading and wanting. I watched Bridgerton. I haven't watched it yet. What? (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) So I was, because I was working on the reference desk, I would get tons of phone calls for people to put The Duke and I uh, by Julia Quinn which is the book that was based off of the Netflix show Bridgerton. Oh, okay. And I, I just finally kind of caved in. I'm like, you know what? Let's see what this is about. And I heard from many other resources, like the costumes are beautiful. Like if anything, you'll appreciate the costumes. And I'm like, okay. And like the time and like, obviously it's London, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a while back. It's, it's a scooch back. And I thought, <laughs> what I thought Bridgerton was, was like a historical fiction series. You were wrong? I was wrong. It's more like those um, books that are like corset rippers. Like, you know, everyone's oh, just... body stripping. Yeah, it's just a little little bit more of that than I was expecting. <laughs> so, a smidge of smut. And I was like, oh my. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, good heavens. Yeah, exactly. I was just sitting there watching like, well, now I can't even appreciate the costumes because they're on the floor. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Just to go into a little bit of it. So The Duke and I by Gillian Quinn was originally published in 2000. So mm-hmm. it's like 20 years old. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then someone must have picked it up and been like, this will be an excellent Netflix series. And then they went forth. So the first book in the Bridgerton family series, which I think is kind of interesting because it kind of goes, um, each family member has a book. Mm-hmm. So the first one's about Daphne, obviously. Um, and then it follows, follows the romantic life of each of the Bridgerton siblings. And obviously the first book. But the kids are alphabetized, so like the first one's Antony. Hate that guy. <laughs> oh, Antony's bad. Oh, he's such a butt. <laughs> such a butt. Okay. Oh, so yeah, if you remember anything out of that, just remember that Antony's a butt. Okay. And then there's uh, a brother that's trust in the B. I think there's a Colin. Then there's Daphne, Eloise, and then there's another boy and a girl. Oh my goodness. There's look- seven kids. One so Hyacinth, I think, is another one. Listeners, you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong, so please send us an email and tell me exactly what all the Bridgerton children's are named, because I remember, like, three quarters. It was not what, not what I was expecting at all. Did you enjoy it, though? I did. I will admit, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the costumes. And there was a slight air of mystery, because it was kind of like, um, everyone's comparing it to Gossip Girl. Have you seen Gossip Girl? I haven't. <laughs> wow, is this my... <laughs> the tables have turned. Yes, they really have. <laughs> now I can give Simone all the dirty looks in the world. Yes. Like, Excuse me. I'm not watched any of these shows you mentioned so basically it's like a gossip column about uh it's this <clears throat> supposed lady named lady whistledown lady whistledown <laughs> yeah that's a great name I know. and she writes these columns basically talking about gossip and rumors and following the lives of like oh because don't you know it's the season for everyone to get married and have children and all this wonderful stuff so she just follows the lives and the whole mystery is figuring out like oh who's lady whistledown like could that be and i did did you figure it out? I did before they announced it. I was like, I know. I'm not going to spoil it for any of our listeners, but if it is indeed the person that they left it off with at the first season, then I was like, oh, you're good at that. Like, with, with Knives Out, you figured I, out I had who it. the killer was. Yes. It's the ones that surprised me that I'm like, you're a sleuth. A little bit. One episode, we should do a bit of a, a mystery and you have to try and figure it out. Oh boy. Put me on the spot. Yeah. Will we? That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. It's... Ooh. I mean, hey, I have been wrong because my sister and I, like I mentioned, watch a lot of Korean dramas and sometimes there's a whodunner in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's this person. And she's actually better at it than me. She's like, you're an idiot. It's this person. I'm like, okay. And then it's that person. I'm like, of course. Well, if you and your sister teamed up, yeah, you'd be we'll solve all the mysteries of the world. That'd be cool. 
Moving on to housekeeping. Yay. Effective Tuesday, April 6th at 6pm, SGPL closed its doors once again in response to the province of Alberta's return to step one of its path forward plan for COVID. The library will not reopen until directed by the Alberta government, but it's safe to do so. Curbside pickup is available and you can learn more on our website about our services, our reopening and all the great virtual programs we have happening at sgpl.ca. Available for curbside pickup, we have Tuesday to Saturday, 10 to 6, and now Sundays! Starting on April 18th from 12 to 6. So you can head to sgpl.ca for further information and resources. And of course, our digital library is available 24-7. You bet it is. Libby, Overdrive, Hoopla, and TumbleMath is back. Yay! Yay! Good to see you, TumbleMath. Uh, So a reminder to our listeners that our 60th anniversary celebration is still ongoing. It's going to go out through the whole year. So you can visit sgpl.ca for all our upcoming events and activities. I have now been here 14 years. Is that like a quarter almost? Yeah. And now, big announcement. Comic-Con 2021 is coming. 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 We'll talk more about Comic-Con in the next episode. But you can go to sgpl.ca-programs-comic-con-2021, find out all the information and see what we are going so far. Follow us on TikTok at uh, Spruce Grove Library. So, Simone, I was talking to you about this earlier. Unpopular I am, but I did last week download the TikTok You downloaded the TikTok. I did. (laughs) And I might be mildly addicted. I'm not sure yet. I was like, I just got to put it away because if I do... I mean, okay, here here we go. I'm going to state my age a little more again. Seems very similar to Vine. Do you remember Vine? Vine was very short-lived, I remember. It was. So it just feels like they kind of brought it back a new way and called it something different. I'm enjoying it. And our TikToks are really funny. <laughs> TikTok girls, Chelsea and Teresa, they make really great videos. So you really should watch them. They're entertaining, informative. Just love them. They are fantastic. Great job. So head there right now. What's happening in Spruce Grove? Most libraries are offering curbside pickup. Yay! But please call or email your local library prior to your arrival. Each branch has their own way of doing things and we don't want any of our patrons to be disappointed. Ah, good news for all our Hoopla users. So the Hoopla circulation limits are extending to 10 circulations (gasps) per month as of April 30th. Oh, that's really good. That's awesome. Because I think they dialed it back to four. Four, yes. Yeah. So now they're... Bumping it about back up to 10. Oh boy, that's going to be a lot of audiobooks yes. I'm listening to. Yes, see, there you go. Perfect. Hoopla also has their bonus borrows. Have you heard of those? I have not heard of Hoopla bonus borrows. What are they? So, starting in May, customers can choose from hundreds of ebooks, audiobooks, comics, videos to borrow and enjoy without using any other monthly instant borrows. What? Um, so, yeah, bonus borrows are kind of like this little nugget of extra bonus borrows <gasps> that you can use that don't count as your 10. That is really exciting. Yeah. And they also have movies of the month. Have you heard of those? No. Well, did you know that Hoopla has movies of the month with 12 feature titles? So they have kind of special movies that they just have out there that you can, and they change every month. So they're amazing. I just, I heart Hoopla so much. Next, as April is Poetry Month, we have a returning guest, a published poet, all around amazing writer and person and library director, Leanne Miglin-Carter. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Simone. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And it's really great that you can join us for our special episode for 
uh, poetry month. Yes, my favorite month of the year. <laughs> we are going to just jump right into it okay. and ask you if you would share some of your poetry with us. Oh, sure. Thank and you. And with our listeners. So much um, for this opportunity to share my words. So I have um, a couple collections of poetry. Uh, one of them here is in the library. It's called Choices. And I, um, this was a collaboration with my friend whose name is also Leanne, and she's a photographer. Oh. So I wrote haiku poetry in response to some of her beautiful photos. Hey, but be they cool. also stand alone, I think, so they'll be okay uh, read, read aloud as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Whenever you're ready. Thank you. Modesty. The most beautiful melt into their surroundings unseen by the world. Awareness. Fences will surround unless we remember to look up and around. And, oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> Procrastination. <laughs> Procrastination. One question in life too often paralyzes. Dive or do not dive. And this photo uh, shows a small bird just about to dip into the water. <laughs> so it made me think of dive or do not dive. And last, I think I'll share of this collection. Um, this one I also like. Opportunity. I don't knock, I watch. Don't waste another minute. I may not return. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Excellent. I have another one here that I'll read uh, that's just hot off the presses. Uh, Spruce Grove Public Library worked with our Right Night group mm -hmm. to put an anthology together in celebration of our 60th anniversary. And so I also, as the founding um, member slash organizer of the Right Nighters, have a poem in here. Oh, so this is an exclusive. This is an exclusive, yes. Wonderful. They're hot off the press. And a little bit of background is I watched the um, the man who invented Christmas, mm -hmm. who is the story of Charles Dickens. I don't Have you seen that? I have. Oh, I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And the reason I really liked it was because I could totally relate to his anger and when he would get in interrupted when he was writing. <laughs> and I, I get it, you know, and so I don't know how real to life that is, but I have heard that of him. He did not like to be distracted or interrupted. This is one that I wrote uh, thinking of that scene in that movie. Okay. Distracted again, just as I'm chugging along, train of thought derailed. I know some Latin, but did not learn this one phrase that I wish I'd known, interruptus totalis, Greek for a life with children, making it big dreams morph into failure nightmares when I fall asleep at 7.30 p.m. beside a six-year-old boy. <laughs> so, yeah, so I thought I'd share those ones with you. <laughs> that is the most accurate thing I've heard. <laughs> you plan to get so much done. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the energy's gone. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. That Those were wonderful. Thank you. And uh, before you go, we had so much fun last time you were here doing uh, this or that. Oh, yay. That we've decided to do 
this or that literary edition. Ooh, okay. I'm excited. <laughs> haikus or sonnets? Oh, haikus. William Shakespeare or Charles Dickens? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Shakespeare. Library or bookstore? Library. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe or H.P. Lovecraft? Oh, Edgar Allan Poe, all the way. We share a birth date. Really? Yes, we do. So, oh, wow. And it would be that answer anyway, but <laughs> that makes it even more special. <laughs> Typewriter or quill and ink? Typewriter. I thought you'd Old say school that. typewriter, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Which themes for poems? Love or death? I think love. Mm-hmm. Limerick or ode? Ode. Poetry, rhymed or free verse? Free verse. Blackout poetry or... Concrete shape poetry. Oh, I like both. They're such fun activities, but I think I've come to prefer blackout poetry. I like that. Mm-hmm. Emily Dickinson or Sylvia Plath? Oh, Emily Dickinson, for sure. <laughs> Reading or writing? Writing. <laughs> Paperbacks or hardbacks? Hardbacks. Oh, here's a good one. Unlimited free books or live inside your favorite book? I think unlimited free books. However, that other one's pretty tempting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes me think of Inkart, that book. When he... Oh, Inkart, yeah. yes. And the second one, they ink spell, they jump into the book. But no, I think unlimited books. <laughs> read inside or read outside? Inside. I get too distracted and the sun's too shiny. <laughs> Deflects off the paper. Mm-hmm. Only read the first page of the book or only read the last page of the book? Oh, the first page, for sure. Read by candlelight or read by flashlight? Candlelight. Traditional poetry or modern poetry? Um, I've come to like a lot of the contemporary poets right now, but I have to go with traditional. English poetry or American poetry? I love adore Mary Oliver she's one of my very favorites and she's American so I'm going to say American because Canadian's not a choice mm-hmm. uh, but I still do love English poetry as well but um, there's some pretty amazing amazing Americans who took poetry to a new level absolutely short poems or long poems short poems are what I write so <laughs> I'll say short poems <laughs> yeah bookshelf or pile of books Hmm. Bookshelf. Trilogies or duologies? Trilogies. Okay, the last one. This might get a strong reaction. Oh, no. Bookmark or dog ear the pages? Oh. <laughs> oh, I do both. I do both because <laughs> some books I don't want to dive in and live in, so to speak, from that other question. And some, I mean, I write in them, I dog-ear them, they're mm-hmm. they're like my friends almost. So I think I'd have to be honest and say dog-eared. I think that's most people's answer mm-hmm. if they were being honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking part in our 
this or that. That was really fun. It was very fun. And thank you for sharing your work with us. And as you say, it's available to borrow here at the library. Yes, as, and same with the brand new anthology. I mentioned it's getting processed right now, so it'll be available soon for circulation as well. And it has a whole bunch of stories and poems by local writers. Fantastic. Let us know when that's ready and we will give a big shout out to it. Thank you. I will. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Simone. So for National Poetry Month, we do have some staff haikus to share with everyone here. Yes, our staff got very creative and wrote some real gems, which we're going to share with you now. Close your eyes, relax, and enjoy haikus from SGPL staff. Haiku number one. Sad, bad, or bored dog. The one thing is certain. Zoe is brilliant. Haiku number two. Ah, she screams today. No, wait, everything is all right. Ah, she'll scream later. <laughs> you have that calm, like, <sighs> I feel it's more of a... <laughs> totally. <laughs> Haiku three. Books return today. Rest quietly for one day, then ready for shelves. Haiku number four. Zoom meetings at home. Kids and dog around my feet. Headache is coming. <laughs> I can feel it now. <laughs> I get this one. Probably my favorite haiku. Yes. <laughs> A haiku about getting out of bed. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no! Haiku number six. New break of the day. A big pink elephant hides under the pencil. Oh. Don't know what that means. I don't know, but it's poetry, so it's got to be deep. Yes. So in further celebration of April being Poetry Month, because we love poetry here at the library, we're going to have a little quiz in honour of one of the greatest poets of all time, Shakespeare. This quiz is called Try and Guess the Song by the Sonnet. So we've picked a few sonnets and we're going to read them out and you see if you can guess which modern or classic song they're referring to. After a few moments, we'll give you the answer. I will read them and Courtney will try and guess. <laughs> but please, listeners, feel free to guess too. Yes. Okay. A lonely maiden from a hamlet small a boy within a woeful city reared. They both at midnight left their ports of call. Toward any destination volunteered, a public house is where their journey ends, where patrons' pipes burn long and minstrels play. The darkened hours have made them more than friends. The other smiles, inviting each other to stay. Look ye on those who wander the streets, beneath the lamplight searching for a soul. They comb the darkened nights in hope to meet, the sweet companion that shall make them whole. Ensure thy heart won't let their spirit leave. Tis most important thou dost dare believe. <coughs> no clue. <laughs> That's a song? That is. Oh my gosh. Of course, I don't have the main chorus in it where it probably would have been easier. <laughs> what it is. I have no idea what's that. It is Don't Stop Believing by Journey. 
Oh my gosh. I do know that song, so I shouldn't be like, so I was like, well, maybe I'll get a pass. And that's not that one. Okay, this one's a bit more modern. You might okay. know this one. We'll see. Okay. Upon my heart thou holdst a rightful claim, a vow that distance shan't our friendship breach. And though I've garnered ample wealth and fame, we have maintained our closeness unimpeached. With thee, companion true, I'll share my lot, and make our fortunes ever more entwined. For in the dark of night the eyes cannot observe the treasures they in daylight find. But from the heart we shine like beacons bright, our bonds being strengthened by the oath we swore, to preserve, to stand firm and unite, when life sends storm clouds threatening to pour. Thou needest not be drenched when showers fall, pray, take thy place beneath my parasol. <coughs> Well, the first three lines, I was like, I have no idea. Is it... Parasol. Is it Umbrella by Rihanna? Yes. Yay! <laughs> That's the only one I'll ever get. That's hard! Oh my gosh. Yeah, like the first, last little bit there, I was like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll go easy on you. We'll oh. do one more. Okay. Okay. I won't know it. <laughs> The music I create is quite sublime. It makes me thank our Lord in reverent prayer for blessing me with gifts of wit and rhyme. As well as shuffling skill beyond compare, these talents I'll combine to make thee dance. My rhythms shall persuade thee toward the floor, and there perhaps thou shouldst spark a new romance. And if my songs should leave thee wanting more, then ring the schoolhouse bells to class convene. Then stop, for now tis Hammer's time to teach. The strains that I have wrought have proved obscene. The thought that thou couldst my lofty levels reach. Though I have of my craft imparted much, my artistry beyond what thou canst touch. No clue. <laughs> no clue whatsoever. And I was just thinking about it. I don't think Rihanna was the first one to sing that. But that's okay. I know she did sing it. No, I she was a bit. Well, it's just thought of someone else did it. Like, didn't somebody else sing about it? Really? Uh, yeah. I have no idea what that one is that you just said. So, even though, then stop, for now it is Hammer's time to teach. Oh. Can't touch us. Yes! Can't touch us. And they're doing that, yeah, that dance. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Someone gave me a bone for that one. Because <laughs> everything else, all the belts and the everything, I'm like, I don't know. Oh, actually, mm. there is one more that we should oh, do. okay. Okay. If you don't get this one, I'd be very disappointed. Okay, well that, yeah, well, it's not the first time you've been disappointed in me. <laughs> this mountainside engulfed in snow untouched reveals the isolation I command. <clears throat> the icy storms that I once tightly clutched within my heart are blanketing the land. No longer could I heed my parents' will to hold my youthful hopes and fears at bay. So all I've seen I've mastered winter's chill. My years of forced seclusion tossed away. The page hath now been turned. I'll break the chains that kept restrained my true identity. This queen will rule, but o'er her own domain. Without a care for what they think of me, I'll not again the falling snow withhold, for I have never been bothered by the cold. This is almost too opportunistic because I literally just watched this movie yesterday. Let it go! <laughs> Let it go! Yes! <laughs> I can't! Oh, yeah, I'll keep on. Well done! Yay! I, I give that a 75, a B plus. <laughs> so you got three out of four. Yay! That is very impressive. 
but I'm terrible at them, but they're fun. Uh, we'll post some of these on social media as well, so you can try at home. Mm. Impress your friends with your sonnets and see if they can guess the song. Fantastic. You did very well. Well, that was fun. Thank you for providing that, Simone. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's talk about our favorite poets and read some of the poems we like out loud. Would you like to start? Oh, yes. A poet that's always brought me a lot of happiness is Spike Milligan. He was a British comedian, writer, actor. He did a radio show called The Goon Show on, I think it was Radio 2, back in the 60s. And I would listen to that all the time with my dad, and it was so funny. Like It's one of those comedies that has stood the test of time. It's silly and ridiculous and hilarious. But um, as is the way for many funny people, he suffered from deep bouts of depression. But he was also able to bring so much joy with his work. He wrote a lot of poems. We have a few of his books here at the library. And some poems he wrote for children. Some he just wrote that are ridiculous. And some are very poignant. So I'm going to read a couple of examples. First one is called On the Ning Nang Nong. On the Ning Nang Nong, where the cows go bong. And the monkeys all say, Boo, there's a nong nang ning where the trees go ping and the teapots jibber jabber jew. On the nong ning nang, all the mice go clang and you just can't catch them when they do. So it's ning nang nong, cows go bong, nong nang ning, trees go ping, nong ning nang, the mice go clang. What a noisy place to belong in the ning nang ning nang nong. <laughs> that was one of my favourites as a kid. My dad would read that to me repeatedly. The second poem I'm going to read is one that he wrote when he was in the St. Luke's Wing Woodside Hospital Psychiatric Wing in uh, around 1953, suffering from a bout of manic depression. The pain is too much. A thousand grim winters grow in my head, in my ears, the sounds of the coming dead. All seasons, all same, all living, all pain. No opiate to lock still my senses, only left the body locked tenser. Wow. Just mm. the difference in, like, you know, mm -hmm. that's that's really sad. But um, I've mentioned her before. Uh, Nikita Gill is one of my favorite poets. Mm -hmm. She does a lot of uh, female empowerment and kind of twisted on fairy tales and stuff like that. Nice. Um, she has, I think, six books? She has poetry books out there <laughs> in the world. I can't remember which ones exactly. But I'm going to read you one of uh, my favorite called The Forest. The Forest. One day when you wake up, you will find that you've become a forest. You've grown roots and found strength in them, and no one thought you had. You have become stronger and more beautiful, full of life-giving qualities. You have learned to take all the negativity around you and turn it into oxygen for easy breathing. A host of wild creatures live inside you, and you call them stories. <laughs> a variety of beautiful birds nest inside your mind, and you call them memories. You've become an incredible, self-sustaining thing of epic proportion. And you should be so proud of yourself, of how far you've come from the seeds of who you used to be. Oh, wow. Is that pretty? That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So I like her stuff, like I said. Very empowering. Kind of a twist on fairy tales. There's like a Red Riding Hood one that she did that's really good, too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought that one was... Because I think everyone can kind of relate to that a little bit. How you just... Just live inside you and you call them stories. Right? Oh, I will have to read more of her poems. I will lend you some of her poems. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> and then another poet that I like. Um, an English poet. Not as happy. <laughs> Once again, we seem to pick one that's like kind of 
uplifting and good, and then the other one's like, mm-hmm. not so good. Um, is William Blake. I remember in university I read, I believe it's The Chimney Sweeper, mm-hmm. which is a poem about the children that used to clean the chimneys back in the day. Yes. And how it was awful. Mm-hmm. Like, lots of children died. It was horrible. But he has very poignant poems about um, English romanticism, and I just like the idea of the songs of innocence and the songs of experience, so it's kind of like, you know, you, you don't know, and then you grow, and you're like, okay, like, his beautiful stuff. I will read for you the chimney sweeper. A little black thing among the snow, crying, weep, weep, in notes of woe. Where are thy father and mother, say? They're both gone up to the church to pray. Because I was happy upon the heath, and smiled among the winter's snow, they clothed me in the clothes of death, and taught me to sing the notes of woe. And because I'm happy and dance and sing, they think they have done me no injury, and are gone to praise God and his priest and king, who made up a heaven of our misery. But I like that we both picked kind of a happy and a sad poem. And to finish off today's episode, if you want to be a guest, although you may jest, we simply have one request to send us an email at sgplpodcast at yrl.ab.ca. Nevertheless, we cannot forget, with all due respect, we will take stage left. Bye! Bye!